0: Hey friends, I'm Renee, and I'm Anna, and you're listening to Fangirl Happy Hour. Today we're here to do another vault episode, brought to you by our patrons. Yay! We are going to discuss the novella by Ellen Kleges called Passing Strange, and then we're going to do some recs.
1: I'm wondering, did our patrons knew that this novella would be nominated for a Nebula Award? When they picked this one, they probably did. I agree. Well done, patrons.
0: Well done. The thing about this vault episode in particular is that it was chosen before our new rules, which I created to make sure that we were discussing older things so this one snuck in under the wire congratulations whoever chose this and had it win I forget it's been a while this is from last year I think one of our extremely overdue vault episodes sorry guys here we are we're finally here we're doing it but I'm really glad that it got nominated because it won and now it's also an award nominee which means I'm already ahead on my award nominee reading woohoo I'm excited Passing Strange was a 2017 novella from Tor by Alan Klechus, and it is about a group of women in 1940s San Francisco and how they form a tight-knit group of friends with some magic thrown in. Literally thrown in. Yes. That is accurate. Literally thrown in. I have some feelings. You said before we started that you had some feelings and that our conversation was going to be interesting, but you did not elaborate.
1: Yeah. I have conflicted feelings about this novella. So the framing of this novella is really interesting, right? Because it starts in our days with a mysterious elderly lady who is sick. It's her last day alive and she goes into a vault and gets something. And then she goes to a rare bookstore and has a whole conversation with the seller there about this infamous slash famous painter of gorish covers for science fiction magazines of the 40s and how there has been rumors that this artist had painted one last cover before he disappeared and that painting the original of that cover would have been worth a lot of money and she has it and she manages to sell it to this vendor. And then the old lady goes and commits suicide, takes some pills, but not before thinking how revenge has been achieved. But we don't know anything about that yet or how she's connected with the painter, apart from the fact that we know that she loves Haskell or had loved Haskell, which is the name of the painter, who turns out to not have been a man at all. It was actually a woman painting under a pseudonym. And then the story goes back in time and we see the story of Haskell and how she fell in love with Emily. And how they were all part of a group of artists and best friends that circulated around San Francisco in the 40s. Going to the same nightclubs. And Emily was a singer named Spike. And the setting is very important to, to, to the novella. Because you really feel like San Francisco of the 40s has come to life. And basically that's it. And then we should, maybe later we'll go back to what happens in the end. But that's a gist of what the novella is all about. So there are several things that I loved about it. I loved the characters. I loved the setting. The writing was beautiful. The romance that develops between Haskell and Emily was super great and cute and adorable.
0: I loved the friendships that the women had.
1: Absolutely. They were friends with another couple, Bab and Franny, and friends with, who is missing? And Helen who at that point was still starting to become a lawyer and was a dancer at Mona's, which was this famous club. And Helen, as it turns out, is the old lady from the start. So what did you think of the novella, Renee?
0: I thought the sense of place was really, really good. You really felt like you were in the city at this time with this looming fear that was cast over you because you were afraid to get caught being who you were.
1: Oh yes, I forgot to mention that all of these characters were queer. Like, so important, for probably the most essential detail of the fucking novel.
0: And you see the consequences of what it means to be queer at this point in time. It talks about some of the laws of the time, where apparently you had to be wearing three women's garments to be considered not cross-dressing and thus deviant. And apparently the police could
1: just check. I know, so gross. Ew. Ew.
0: Things I didn't know that I learned reading this novella. And I mentioned the friendships, but I really, really loved the friendships that we see and how lovely the people are to each other. And we see it when a group of them go out to an island or another part of the city. Franny and Babs have a house guest, which I think is somebody's niece. And she was all afraid that she was going to be going and staying with some stodgy old aunt and be bored all the time, but it turns out that they just welcome her into the group.
1: And she was really into science.
0: Yeah, and they all have tons of fun together. And I just loved the friendships. They were so great. I liked the romance too, although it developed pretty fast. Like true love forever fast. Very fast. But I, mean, I think that is more a side effect of this being a novella. That we can't see a lot of the other stuff that might have occurred to develop the relationship if this had been like a novel, for instance.
1: Well, but after one night together, they were already living together.
0: Well, yeah, the book comments on it, though.
1: But things—I'm just saying that things moved fast for them, anyway. It has a fairy tale feel to it, especially with the how it ends, and I guess that's part of a fairy tale framing their like or their love story was meant to be which is great I don't really mind that I had other problems
0: yeah, other. Pro- oh the problems are coming out one of the problems I had was that I thought that the magic in the book was just sort of left on the table
1: yeah it was just like so underdeveloped and very conveniently used like, at the moment where they needed it most, conveniently, the main character, who had never mentioned it before, actually could do magic. And magic that's, like, really heavy magic. <laughs> Not like, oh, I'm just gonna lit this candle with my fingers. More like, let's both of us go live in a painting forever.
0: It's definitely a fairy tale. So the whole thing is that Haskell is still married to a dude. And I got the read on it that Haskell might be bisexual. That's how I took it. Yeah. While Emily was just straight up gay. I really liked how it was done. Back when I used to identify as bisexual, I always got really mad that people would like cast us as promiscuous or whatever else. And that doesn't happen here. You just get to have this bisexual choosing to be in this type of relationship. Because her husband is super abusive and a drunk and takes advantage of her.
1: But when the story started, he had been gone for four years... And then he comes back. There is a very violent scene between him and her. He beats her up. And then she thinks he's gone for good after that. And then she goes out with Emily one night dancing. And Emily's dressed as a dude so that they could go out dancing together without raising any alarms. Because it was illegal to be two women together. And then this dude comes out of nowhere and then gets killed. And then all of a sudden, not only these two women have to fight an entire society that is against them. One of them now is charged with murder, which was an accident, by the way. She just pushed him. Well, he was kind of like drunk and he fell in front of a car. And that's my second problem with this novella, which is a problem that I used to have with romance novels all the time. It just feels like a last minute added wrench into a couple's relationship that really needed to be there.
0: But if it hadn't been there, why would they have to go hide in the painting?
1: Do they need to go hide in the painting? (laughs) No. I know that that's the story. (laughs) Because then the solution for them to escape... A murder charge is not like escape and go somewhere else or go hide in the United States. No, their escape was for Haskell to do this magic spell left by her grandmother where she uses some sort of magic paint to paint themselves into a painting that is then to be kept safe by their friends until they are all dead and then they can be released by opening the frame. So although there is this idea that they have lived for decades together happily within that painting, is that really a happy story?
0: When I went and read some reviews when I was trying to f- see if I was just being a curmudgeon about it. The story implicitly tells you that the painting or the place that they're going to when they get magic into it is good. A magical version of San Francisco, maybe. A more magical version where they can be together without these problems for some readers that might be a step too far on the assumption level so it might not work as well instead of getting to grow old together with their friends they're all by themselves isolated in a painting because it's not clear what happens to them once they go into the painting
1: no they didn't know either they were just making this choice because they thought they had no other option and i think that lack of option didn't feel very organic to the story It's weird for me to be saying that, I know, because like in life you have no control over circumstances either, do you? You don't. But I didn't like the progression of the story to murder, I don't know. But I see, for example, Babs and Franny living together, they made it as a couple, so I couldn't see why they couldn't have done that. The only thing that needed to be added was an external factor, even worse than being persecuted for being queer, which was then the murder of a guy that comes out of nowhere and that they didn't even commit. It's not, it's not that I disliked it. I really liked it. I'm happy that I read it. It's beautifully written. And I mean, the revenge story is awesome and how everything comes together in the end and she leaves the painting. And we know that when the guy goes to open the painting, all of his money was spent on nothing. And then the two women will be released into death. And this is another thing, like, so they are living their lives in this San Francisco, and they have no idea what's going to happen to them. And then they are just living there, and then one day, poof, they are gone, because someone opened the painting. And I guess that's true to life, because you are one day here, and one day you are, poof, gone.
0: You had a lot of feelings.
1: I had a lot of feelings, and I don't know how to express them properly, apparently. I guess it's a personal thing, then, with that type of story.
0: Yeah, because everybody was like, this is so beautiful. What a what a wonderful love story. What a wonderful fairy tale. Yeah, I totally see those things. And I liked it okay, too. I think I gave it like 3.5 stars. I mostly gave it the 0.5 because I loved the twist at the end. Just the creativeness. Like, oh, they're in a painting. And oh, they came up with this way to like booby trap the painting. And this guy gets his just desserts for being kind of gross. You know, that part is, it's cool. I also thought it was weird that as the novella goes along, it establishes that Franny is magic, but it never does the same for Haskell and just pulls it out at the very end. And I'm like, why did you establish this character as magic and not this one that is your main character who you're going to do this thing with later? Because it wouldn't have been hard. I was just very I was just very confused about that choice. If they were already setting up Franny as magic, what stopped them from also in just including Haskell in that frame? And I also think it kind of, had a problem with the details that it inserted, where it was just so well-researched and picked up a lot of things from history and put them in, even though they just felt shoehorned, sort of. Like, there was this whole part where with this painter or artist from...
1: Diego Rivera.
0: And his wife. Frida Kahlo. And I was just like, wait, this seems familiar. How is this familiar? Obviously, it's familiar for a reason, but it just totally tossed me out of the story. It made me so paranoid like do I am I am I thinking of the right that like that I left the story to go to google and that's not really what you want somebody to do when they're reading your book you don't want them to leave your book to do other research because your story is so well researched and has so many great details in it so that was my problem I kept getting thrown out by like all the detail
1: I didn't mind that I thought it was a nice added tidbit especially because I watched Coco recently and he also had Frida Kahlo in it
0: I mean, I don't mind that it had it in it. It was just, it just felt so abrupt, kind of like the magic did. I think my main criticism is, I just feel like the magical stuff got short shrift. I could have read a whole novel of this with, you know, more world building and more exploration of the magic and how the women use their magic. And I would have also been fine if it had no magic at all.
1: Yes, like it could have been just a historical novel.
0: But then, of course, your whole framing device doesn't work.
1: No. And then they have to escape San Francisco. Maybe that could have been the bittersweet ending. They managed to leave and live happily ever after. I guess I'm just a
0: picky person about queer books. Because I should have loved this. And I really did love the relationship parts. Like, that's not at all what my complaint is about. My complaints are mostly about the magic parts and how suddenly and surprisingly the narrative just turns on this really sharp moment and everything changes and suddenly magic's everywhere and they're changing their whole lives over the course of like a week or something.
1: I didn't have a sense of they need to do this or else either. I didn't have that sense of impending doom that they needed to have done such an extreme choice. But then again, I am not a queer person in the 40s. I also
0: think that it's just me and how I don't like older queer narratives set in the past.
1: I think that's probably a part of my problem. Is it because of the heavy history surrounding it? Yeah. But I guess, in a way, it's a good way to contour that by giving them a happy ending and by showing other happy couples doing well.
0: And I think it's also an interesting thought experiment because you can debate on what happens to them. So they go into this painting. So are they just in a painting? Is the painting like an an entirely new magical San Francisco? Is it an alternate reality?
1: Is the painting just a gateway to another world? Because that's how I chose to read it.
0: Yeah, that's how I chose to read it. But I think you can have that conversation and that's very, very interesting. Although I did feel the doom. I didn't feel the doom so much about Emily being potentially on the hook for murder. I felt the doom when Helen came and told Haskell, P.S. you're on the hook for all of your husband's finances. That's what I felt to do. I'm like, shit,
1: run! This guy's the worst, literal worst.
0: Some novellas are good as novellas, and I really liked them as novellas. And then some novellas, I think, wow, this should have been a novel. Like you had the characterization and the world building and the ideas for a full novel. Whatever the word is for the feeling where you want more of the thing and you want more explanation and you're not getting it because it's just a standalone thing. Yeah. So how many space bees would you give this?
1: I would give it three.
0: I'm going to give it three in a jar, honey. This is why I gave it when I finished it. I think I have read something by Ellen Kleges before a few years ago when she was nominated for a Hugo for something.
1: I did read The Green Glass Sea. I know it was super recommended to me and I enjoyed it, but I, I was actually not like super in love with it. I like her writing a whole lot, but there is something missing for me
0: thing I read by her was uh, Wakola Springs by her and Andy Duncan. And I think it had the same problem for me where it was like a fantasy, but the fantasy was sort of painted on. And it was more like a historical piece of short fiction. And I think that's what it is. I really love her writing, but I want her stories to be more fantastical than I end up being.
1: Yeah. And that's magical realism in some ways, right? And we've talked about this before, how I just really don't jive with magical realism that much. Possibly because of that. Because there's always something that I'm questioning and asking, but
0: why and how? I want to finish a book with questions. I like doing that. But I think if my questions take over my like analysis and how I think of the novel, if all I have is questions and I, don't, I can't really take away stuff from the fantastical parts of something that make me think about fantasy or magic differently, I tend to have a problem. I don't know if that makes sense. But just like you, I have issues but I don't know how to put them into words. But uh, like, as a h- piece of historical fiction about queer women, this is ACES and I highly recommend it if you like things where women who are queer get to have happy ever afters. I think it's great for that. It's time for recommendations. What piece of media did you like that had a strong sense of place or a subtle magic or magic-adjacent undertone?
1: Okay, I'm going to recommend a book that won the Newbery Medal uh, a few years back. And it's called When You Reach Me by Rebecca Stead. I don't want to say a lot, but it sat in New York in the 70s. And I remember very clearly the sense of place, but it also has an element of time travel. And I'm not going to say anything else because we will spoil the book.
0: i read that book and I loved it. It was so wonderful.
1: It's great, right?
0: Even though that's a book for kids, definitely, I would highly recommend it for adults as well.
1: Well, yeah, I don't even read it as a book for kids, to be honest. Although technically it is.
0: Some people would. I like to warn people when something is aimed at certain age groups. That way they go in with compassion in mind.
1: And what's your rec?
0: So my recommendation is sort of both. It's both a strong sense of place and a kind of a magic element to it. It is The Girls at the Kingfisher Club by Genevieve Valentine. Ah, that's a great choice. And it is a book about a group of 12 sisters living in 1920s New York. And it is... reworking the fairy tale the 12 dancing princesses these girls live in a house with their father their mother is gone and their father basically keeps them bottled up and every night they sneak out and they go dancing and it's sort of like run like a military operation with the the lead sister joe like shepherding her sisters to and from these dance halls It doesn't have magic explicitly. It just sort of feels magical. The way that these girls go out. And the lives that they lead when they dance. And the people that they meet. And how when things start to fall apart. They all land on their feet. And I think it's important to say that. Although it's kind of a spoiler. But I think it's important to mention that it's not like a tragedy. There are sad things that happen. But it's not a tragedy at all. And it just feels magical to me. Even though there's no magic in it.
1: I think it's the writing and the storytelling that gives that sense, that makes it feel like a fairy tale.
0: And it does a really good job. The ending, I bawled my eyes out. It's super beautiful and highly recommended, especially if you like relationships between sisters who are also friends.
1: Yeah, it's so nice, the book, I loved it, and it has a great romance too.
0: Yes, it does.
1: another successful vault episode in the vault (laughs) thank you so much patrons
0: patrons we really appreciate you supporting us and letting us do these extra episodes we really love the chance to get to talk about older media or in this case newer media we really really appreciate you so much
1: and remember that if you like these whole episodes, you can help us decide the discussion topics by supporting us on Patreon. We are there as Fangirl Happy Hour and would be super grateful for your support.
0: If you have any thoughts about this episode or anything else that happens to cross your mind, you can send them to us at fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. And you can also come and chat with us on Twitter too, at Fangirl Podcast.
1: And did you know that we have a Facebook discussion group? You can search for it under Space B Army and request to be added.
0: Our segment break music is by Chooky Beats and Boxcat Games.
1: Our show art is by Ira and our transcripts are by Susan. You can read all the available transcripts at fangirlhappyhour.com.
0: Drink some water and if you haven't had a snack recently, go do so. Don't neglect your blood sugar.
1: And since this book is so good with friendships, don't neglect your friends. Maybe send them a message today and tell them that you love them. Thanks for listening, Space Bees. See you next episode.
0: just totally i just totally forgot to make words i was gonna say something and i totally lost it
1: this is starting really well
0: already doing great i don't know what you're talking about i don't know it was very it was very strange
1: was it passing strange (laughs) haha very funny (laughs) the girls at the kingfisher club here is some information about the girls at the kingfisher club
0: i'm so british No matter how annoying a white man catcalling you on the street is, do not push him into traffic. What? He said he needed advice!